Welcome to the Triathlon Nutrition Academy podcast, the show designed to serve you up evidence-based sports nutrition advice from the experts. Hi, I'm your host, Taryn, accredited practicing dietitian, advanced sports dietitian, and founder of Dietitian Approved. Listen as I break down the latest evidence to give you practical, easy-to-digest strategies to train hard, recover faster, and perform at your best. You have so much potential, and I want to help you unlock that with the power of nutrition. Let's get into it. Welcome to this episode of the Triathlon Nutrition Academy podcast. How good is it that the world is starting to open up and we can get back racing again? I know it's been so hard for a lot of Ironman athletes who have had their race postponed or cancelled, and it feels like you've been in a training build forever. So one of the really common things I see with clients in clinic or one of the questions I get asked all the time from Ironman athletes is how to lose weight while still maintaining the energy levels through Ironman training build. And I guess that's been made incredibly difficult lately when the Ironman build has potentially been twice as long as it should have been with postponements and things. So I wanted to talk you through some of my top tips for managing that today because I think everyone wants to lean up, right? Everyone wants to be in the peak physical condition they can for their race. I guess Ironman is particularly important for that because you've got to carry your weight across the distance all day. And we always talk about power to weight. You want to be nice and light and fast, but I think it's also important to recognize that you need to still be strong. And As an advanced sports dietitian with more than 13 years in private practice seeing this firsthand, I think it's a really delicate balance between being light or lean but still having strength because the message shouldn't be just get skinny. And I think, you know, maybe 10 years ago with athletes, the message was get as skinny as possible, be as light as possible because that helps with powder weight. But we know more now, and I think it's really important to still have strength at that weight too. So as a really good example, go and have a look at Flora Duffy. Have a look at her photos. Photos from her from maybe pre-2014. Have a look at that and the change that she went through up to sort of 2018, 2019. In that time, she's put on a whole heap of muscle. And when she did that, she started winning. She was nice and lean but she was still strong and I think that's important. So I just want to preface this episode with that is that my message is not just get skinny. We want to have a nice balance between being a bit leaner potentially for some of us but still having that strength too. So here are my top seven tips to drop body fat while still maintaining your energy levels and I guess performance through an Ironman training build. So number one is to eat strategically. And I bang on about this all the time, but you shouldn't eat the same thing each day. Your nutrition day to day really should match your training load. So you should have some strategy around what a rest day, not that we have rest days as triathletes, but you know what a lighter training day might look like with nutrition compared to a long weekend session or a big long brick particularly Ironmans, as you're getting into the four or five hour rides with runoff, those days with your nutrition should look completely different. Compare that to a double session hard training day where you might have to work in the middle of it too. Like a day like that should look different too so that you can back up and perform again 
to the best of your ability for that afternoon session when your window of recovery is tight, is short. So I talk about this all the time and I'm going to keep banging on about it, but it's a periodized approach where you really shouldn't eat the same thing. And I see that really commonly with clients in practice is they come and see me with their food diary and they have exact same meals and snacks right across the week, particularly for the five days where you might have work structure. And then sometimes the weekends can be a bit of a free-for-all and that's the body trying to play catch-up or just losing your routine. But the first thing I will do with somebody is shake up their nutrition to make sure that their nutrition matches training load. Otherwise, you run the risk of getting sick, getting injured and broken and, you know, potentially not even making it to the start line at the end of this whole build anyway if you get injured. So it's really important that that happens and you do build with your training build too, okay? So you shouldn't be eating the same sorts of things in an off-season and a training season, but also as your training load builds, your nutrition needs to build too. And what I see people really doing is just trying to constantly scale back. Particularly females, I'm sorry girls, we're always trying to strive to eat less. And you know, sometimes you can actually drop body fat by eating more. My number two tip and another big one is to actually get a sports dietitian, get a dietitian approved meal plan. Okay. All of my clients get detailed meal plans and they know what to eat for different days. Their lighter training days looks different to a weekend day versus a double session training day. And it's the first thing I'll do with somebody when they come in is I I teach them how to do that. We do pre and post training because I think you get the best bang for your buck out of what you do around training sessions and during training sessions. But then also what you're doing for your recovery and across the whole week. So it's one big giant melting pot picture of what your nutrition should look like. And unless we train the same every day, which triathletes we don't, then your nutrition shouldn't be the same either. Like that should evolve over an Ironman build because there are so many things you can F up with your nutrition in an Ironman. For a sprint and Olympic distance, you can definitely get away with a bit more. Like it's not so important. There's definitely nutritional components that I think are really key, but you know it's over so quickly that if you effed up, it's all good. It'll be done. 70.3 is where you start to see some of those mistakes or errors rearing their ugly head, but you can still kind of get away in a 70.3. But an Ironman, you can't. Like You can't hide anywhere in an Ironman. Anything that you've got wrong, it's going to show its head in an Ironman, and in particular, the run. So try and get a structured dietitian approved meal plan. And that's something that I work with people in the Triathlon Nutrition Academy. We actually build their own individualized meal plan because you shouldn't be eating the same thing each day. And you also shouldn't be eating the exact same thing as your training buddy because we're all really different and your approach needs to be individualized. So you can kind of think of me as your food coach. You know, you've got a coach that does your training program and puts that in training peaks and I know how much triathletes like training peaks to go green. So think of a nutrition or meal plan as like your food coach and you want to kind of tick those boxes too so that you're being really strategic around your nutrition approach and you're not just following whatever you were doing before or what you're doing for a 70.3. Like Ironman, you need to kind of step up your game too because the training volume is so much different and, you know, the metabolic adaptations that we're trying to drive are different too. So never eat the same thing each day. Okay, my tip is get a meal plan, follow it because there is so much science that goes into it, right? Like it might look super simple, 
but there is a lot of back-end thought and thinking and experience that goes into a meal plan that you may not even know I'm doing. So my number three tip is to let training drive that body composition change. I would rather you be eating well and fueling training properly. And if you do that, you will naturally drop body fat without having to have a really aggressive calorie deficit. You'll have one potentially just with training volume, but it doesn't have to be sticking to a set calorie target to make sure that you hit it. Because if you have a sports dietitian in your corner teaching you what to eat when and you're eating properly, then you will naturally drop body fat as you build into Ironman load anyway, because your meal plan should be periodized. You know, I often see people eating the same thing each day and What I tend to do with a lot of people is actually add more food, give them more food where it counts, right? So being really strategic. So if you're eating properly and you have a strategy, then the training will drive that shift in body composition and it'll help you drop body fat and either maintain or put on a little bit of muscle if you're doing a really good job of your nutrition too. So I think that's a really important thing with Ironman. If you want to maintain your energy levels through your training build, then you can't chase it. You have to be strategic and try and eat to match training load more closely and that will help your body composition shift happen naturally just with training load. Do you feel exhausted by the end of the training week? Do you crave sweets in the afternoon and feel like you need a nap? Training for three disciplines can be absolutely exhausting if you haven't dialed in your nutrition. It can be frustrating when you can't quite piece together the solid race performance you know you're capable of and confusing when there's so much information out there but you're not sure what's the right method for you. My goal for you is to unlock your true potential and feel like a supercharged triathlete. Firing in all cylinders, full of energy, and not only smashing quality training sessions, performing in every race too. If you're finally ready to start nailing your nutrition, join a powerful community of like-minded athletes in the Triathlon Nutrition Academy program. Head to dietitianimprove.com forward slash academy to check it out now. For less than the cost of a coffee a day, you will finally have a plan for your nutrition instead of winging it and hoping for the best. Number four, I want you to do it earlier rather than later. So when you are training for an Ironman, a lot of people have a sort of 20-week build. Your training changes over that build, right? And I would rather if you've got some body fat to shift, it's starting to happen earlier rather than trying to chase your tail at the back end because early days we can do some fat adaptation type training and I'm not going to get into that here, but you can teach your body to use fat more effectively so that when you come to race day, you're not as reliant on using carbohydrate as a fuel source. Like obviously you are, depending on what intensity you're going, but you can help the body learn to use fat as a fuel source effectively alongside carbs. So you've got the use of both fuel sources because we've got fat stores for days. (laughs) I was going to say years, but the people I'm talking to, you probably don't have fat stores for years. So we do some of that fat adaptation stuff early when your training load's smaller and you can help get some body fat loss there. But then when we're in the back end of the training load heading closer, when your load's just peaking, right, that's where I want to be throwing more fuel at you. I want you eating for performance there and fueling for performance. I want you practicing your race nutrition and carb loading. 
I don't want you chasing your tail trying to starve yourself in that back end when you really should be priming the system for peak performance. My tip around that to maintain energy levels is to make sure you are doing it earlier. You don't need to be race weight early. I'm not saying that. But if you've got a few kilos to lose, then do it earlier rather than later. Now, number five is you shouldn't be race weight all year. Think of having a weight strategy that's periodized as well. So you've got an approach that's different depending on where you are in the season. And you want to have small fluctuations in your body composition throughout the year. So it could be a few kilos here and there. It's not huge. Like I don't want to see big weight fluctuations of like five to 10 kilos or or more, but a few kilos here and there is fine because you can't be race weight all year. You're not an elite athlete and you're not racing all year. You might have one Ironman a year, maybe max two. You can have some flow to your body composition through the year and it can go up a couple of kilos. Like if you've just done an Ironman and you've dropped a few kilos, like it's okay for that to climb up slowly again and sort of sit at a comfortable norm. Like I don't want you blowing out and having like huge shifts of 10 kilos. Like That's really not good for our health, but I see it happen commonly and it's bad. I'm trying to change it. So I've got a client who's done two Ironmans with me and I see him for his Ironman build and he comes in every time 10 kilos heavier and we get it off and he does his Ironman and then he ghosts me. I don't see him again until the next one. And then he's 10 kilos heavier and we've got hard work to do again. So this time we booked him a consultation after Cairns Ironman to make sure that we're actually going to break some of these habits that he has. He has like a very all or none approach, a switch on, switch off type approach. You know, there's lots of beer, there's lots of takeaway service station eating. It's just a switch like on, off, straight away. So I really challenge you to keep your body composition in a closer range. You will have a better year and perform better if you don't have huge shifts of you've got to drop 10 kilos in an Ironman build. Okay. And part of that might be just some of your day-to-day habits and getting those in check so that you don't have a big all or none approach and trying to maintain a bit closer to race weight, but you don't need to be race weight all year. Another point I want to talk on quickly there is that race weight can evolve over time. You don't have to constantly strive for the same number. Like say my clients, if I do their skim folds, they lean up a bit for their first race. And I've seen people for years, like one of my clients I've seen for maybe six years, their skim folds over time, they get leaner, but their weight doesn't always get as low. And that's because they've put on muscle over that time. So they get leaner, but their weight is heavier. And that's a result of eating properly over a long period of time. Having more muscle mass is good because our muscles are metabolically active tissue, right? Our resting metabolic rate is going to be higher at rest the more muscle we've got on. So you shouldn't be race weight all year. Number six, slow and steady wins the race, always. And it's really common for me to see people with really high expectations of what they want to lose. They have this weight loss trajectory of maybe like two kilos a week, but we want to aim for slow and steady weight loss because that's going to make sure that we lose fat and not muscle. And it's really impossible to drop just fat only if you're aiming for that really aggressive weight loss. You're going to lose muscle. So a really good target to aim for if we're talking about body fat loss is a half a kilo to a kilo a week maximum. 
And that's also going to help you maintain your energy levels through Ironman Build is, is if you're not trying to lose a whole heap of weight quickly too. Because to lose weight, you need a calorie deficit, whether that comes from food or it comes from training. To lose body fat, you need a deficit. And we want to try and maintain energy levels by fueling training with a little deficit driven by the training volume rather than necessarily food calories or being you know strategic around the food calories so that there's a tiny deficit. Just be realistic with your expectations around what you want to lose or can lose or should lose for an Ironman build so that you're making sure you are losing body fat and not muscle. Because trying to drop 10 kilos in an Ironman build is not that fun. Like you just fall into a hole in the back end. When you really should be fueling for performance, you are in a heap. And that should be a red flag enough that you need to do a better job next time of maintaining your weight in your off season. I see a lot of Ironman athletes actually use Ironman training to drop weight. They do an Ironman when they're out of shape and get lean, get skinnier, drop 10 kilos and then don't do Ironman and (laughs) put it back on again because it doesn't teach you how to eat properly. It doesn't fix the day-to-day habits that you may have entrenched from childhood but haven't taught you how to eat properly to maintain. They have a very all or none mentality, a switch on and a switch off like my client. And we're going to try and break some of those habits now, educate him, break some of those long-term habits he's had since childhood so that next Ironman, he might only have a couple of kilos to lose. And, you know, he may get even leaner this time. And I reckon he'll perform better because he hasn't chased his tail through trying to drop extra weight to get to the start line on a number on a scale that feels good for him. Have a think about if you have that all or none approach. And I challenge you to try and have a bit more stability through your off season so that you're not having to work so hard to drop a heap of body fat to race an Ironman. Like try and break some of those habits. Come and join us in the Triathlon Nutrition Academy. I'll teach you how to do it so that, you know, you're not working so hard next one to get to the start line in a a race or fit into a tri suit that's of a certain size (laughs) because you can't fit it in your off season. And my final tip, number seven, is to actually track those changes with something like skim folds, not the scales. The scales are the crappest measure of body composition change ever. They are affected by so many different things. And if somebody weighs himself every day, they will see those fluctuations day to day. It can go up by a couple of hundred grams to like a kilo in a daily basis. And that's because you have changes with your hydration status, whether you're hydrated or dehydrated. You also have, as an active person, glycogen fluctuations. So what fuel is actually stored in your muscle, that's going to go up and go down depending on what you've eaten and what training you've been doing. You've also got the contents of your bowel, like what food is in your gastrointestinal tract, how much fiber is still in your bowel, and whether that's there still or not, that affects your weight as well. And I guess females, we have hormones that create shifts in our weight on the scales across the month as well, whether it's like fluid retention or glycogen storage or whatever's going on. Our weight can fluctuate with a monthly cycle across the month anyway. So it can be really disheartening if you stand on the scales after thinking you've done a great job of your nutrition, you've been training hard, and the number's the same. Like it's just crap. So I don't like using the scales for that reason, males and females, because it doesn't really show you what's going on. I've had quite a number of female athletes who will put in a good effort with their nutrition. They follow their meal plan and we weigh them and they're the exact same weight. But you do skim folds and they've dropped five or 10 mils on their skim folds. 
So they've dropped body fat, but it's not actually picked up in the scales. So stop weighing yourself as a measure of your body composition change because it's not really that accurate at what's going on. The gold standard, what I like to use for body composition tracking is a DEXA scan, which measures like more globally how much muscle you've got, how much fat tissue you've got, how much bone you've got, and then doing more fine tuning tracking change with skim folds. And I do those generally every sort of four weeks with my athletes so that we're tracking the subcutaneous fat and the changes at each of those sites that we do the skim folds on. In terms of skim folds, you're looking for somebody that's ISAC accredited, and that just means that they're accredited at the international standard to do skim folds and that, you know, they're repeatable. So I'll do a session on skim folds, but making sure somebody marks you up, making sure they've got like nice metal calipers, not the plastic ones that aren't as great. There's a bunch of things that need to happen for somebody to do your skim folds to make sure that when they do them again, you're accurately tracking that change. Like there's Always a bit of noise with any sort of body composition measure, but making sure that your anthropometrist is accredited and they're keeping up their CPD. There's heaps of profiles you need to do with keeping up your accreditation to be an anthropometrist. It's crazy. You know, I've done thousands of skim folds. So I'm pretty confident that when I do your skim folds in four weeks later, I can tell if it's a true change or not. And so what we want to aim for with our skim folds is that that number goes down. That means that your subcutaneous fat is going down and making sure that your weight is not reflected in that. So we're not losing muscle. I think that's why I like to do packages with clients is that I can do all that stuff with you and give you the best possible outcomes to make sure that your race day is spot on. Okay, so we're doing all of these things that I've just talked about right through your Ironman build. So my Ironman package is 20 weeks because I step through all of this stuff and make sure you turn up to the start line in the best physical, mental performance state as you possibly can. So they're my top tips for trying to lose body fat during an Ironman build and just not falling into a hole through it, making sure you keep your energy levels. So a quick summary of those points. We've got my number one tip is making sure you eat strategically. Number two, make sure you get a meal plan by a sports dietitian. So making sure that it's somebody that one is an endurance specialist And two is a sports dietitian, not just a regular dietitian. They don't get the intricacies of what we do as a triathlete. Number three, let training drive that change in body composition rather than you trying to chase it. And, you know, a proper meal plan will help that to happen without you having to aggressively chase that shift in body comp. Do it earlier rather than later so that you're not chasing your tail in that back end of peak performing type training sessions where you should be doing race nutrition practice and throwing heaps of fuel at the engine. You shouldn't be race weight all year and slow and steady wins the race, okay? We're not aiming for really quick, aggressive weight drops. We want to slowly chip away at it. And I guess then also making sure you track those changes with something like skim folds, maybe a DEXA depending on where you are or what you've got access to, but definitely not the scales. Like even for some of my athletes who are on the phone who don't come and see me in clinic, we don't use scales. We use things like a certain pair of pants or tri-suit or belt buckles. Like most people have an understanding of where they are feeling good. So that's my top tips for trying to lose body fat during an Ironman build and not falling into a hole, maintaining your energy and smashing it come race day. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Triathlon Nutrition Academy podcast. I would love to hear from you. If you have any questions or want to share with me what you've learnt, email me at podcast at dietitianapproved.com. 
You could also spread the word by leaving me a review and taking a screenshot of you listening to the show. Don't forget to tag me on social media at dietitian.approved so I can give you a shout out too. If you want to learn more about what we do, head to dietitianapproved.com. And if you want to learn more about the Triathlon Nutrition Academy program, head to dietitianapproved.com forward slash academy. Thanks for joining me and I look forward to helping you smash it in the fourth leg. Nutrition! Nutrition!